something happened, a near-death experience happened where I went beyond the cocoon, if you will, the container of my human self, my body. And instead of seeing my body from the operating room, I was out in space looking back at the earth. It was so beautiful. I saw that all life was connected and communicating with each other but more like a visual symphony. It was gorgeous. It was so amazing. I had this sense of a complete bliss and union with life. Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Fiveson. On this podcast, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Lisa Longworth. We had a lovely conversation about her background. She's a pioneer in creative transformation since 1986. In private practice, she has worked with thousands of clients and is an expert in helping busy people overcome obstacles and achieve their dreams. So whether you're looking to make positive changes in your life or simply seeking inspiration and guidance on your journey towards happiness, Dr. Longworth's innovative Cocoon to Butterfly program can help you achieve your goals. Through the Cocoon to Butterfly transformative program, she guides her clients through a process of deep self-exploration and empowerment that ultimately helps them uncover their true potential and become the best versions of themselves. So if you're looking for guidance and support for your growth on your journey, don't hesitate to tune in to the Mindfulness Experience podcast and hear from Dr. Lisa Longworth herself. Please welcome Dr. Lisa Longworth. Hey, 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 Dr. Lisa Longworth. Oh my goodness gracious, look at you. Thank you so much for being here. What is happening? What's no. going on? <laughs> I'm in joy to be with you, Keith. Thank oh. you for the invitation. Oh, oh joy, J-O-Y. <laughs> well, you know, someone someone said uh, joy is really not the it's not the absence of pain, sorrow, or misery. It's the presence of pain, sorrow, and misery in the midst of happiness. Ooh, really seeing that there is both and right. I love that. Yes. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that sweet? I've always loved that. I've loved that phrase. But you know, you're I'm so excited to have you here because. You are a transpersonal therapist. You're someone who writes about transformation. You're at the epicenter of spirituality and imagery, certainly when it comes to transformation from being uh, in the cocoon yes. or from the caterpillar to yeah. the cocoon to the butterfly. So, uh, you know, why is this topic important for you and for others? Like, what do you do and what does this mean? And, you know, okay, you're a transpersonal therapist. What's that in respect to this as well? Yes. Well, I might share just a little bit of my background. Oh, your story's great. Yeah. Well, I just, so I had a thriving business that I started when I was 15. And by the time I was 19, I was on top of my game in many ways of traditional cultural success. But then I got sick very sick and it turned out i had a life-threatening brain tumor mm. and mm. i i had this i had the gift the grace if you will of having a team 
of brain surgeons that worked on me. Mm -hmm. And I made medical history at the time because wow. I survived the surgery. <clears throat> However, what has inspired my life ever since then was being able to, um, something happened, a near-death experience happened where I went beyond the cocoon, if you will, the container of my human self, my body. And instead of seeing my body from the operating room, which sometimes is a happens, I was out in space looking back at the earth. Mm. And it was so beautiful. I saw that all life was connected and communicating with each other, but more like a visual symphony. It was gorgeous. It was so amazing. And then I had this sense of a complete bliss and union with life. When I came back, however, I found as I recovered, I had this passion to want to share the experience with others. However, when I tried to, I was I, all I felt was disconnection, and so I shut it down. Mm. And then my journey continued. Mm. Mm. So, from the viewpoint of near-death experiences, I mean, many people have them. It's, yes. it's it's well documented, and it's something that, from a transformational viewpoint, really in so many cases, people you know wake up and they've seen the light, so to speak. That's yes. what, you know I've seen the light, you know, yes. and and they have this perspective of themselves as not only you know individuals with egos and past histories and so on and so forth right. but they see themselves interconnected with a lot of other people and the world itself is that what happened from you looking back is uh, um, absolutely i mean i think i was in it that that wonderful connectedness of life and ever since that experience there's also been a passion in me um it's like a flame in my heart that will not burn out because um, I think we all we all need to connect to life fully right. connect to life and I think we're in this incredible time of breakdown mm -hmm. with the possibility to break through and mm -hmm. so the cocoon to butterfly metaphor that came forth it came through me when I was in conversation with my mentor Dr. Jonas Salk mm -hmm. was the first discoverer yep. of this, the yeah. uh, the vaccine there it was oh, whispered to me right. by life you know wow. when i was talking about what am i supposed to do with my life and i heard cocoon mm. to butterfly wow. and then after that I, I got a master's and a phd and i had opportunity to do a lot of artwork where these symbols and metaphors spontaneously came out of the creative process Incredible. which then, uh, yeah allowed me to, to be able to tell a story and finally belong, if you will, more uh, after five years of keeping that experience that was so profound and life-changing, I was able to express it through art and story. And once I did that, then there was an opportunity to help other people do the same, to be full wow. So, so, So this sense of service, the sense of Yes. Wanted to go ahead and help others to move into a transformational state. This really has been much of your life work since you had this this wake up call, the sense of the sense of interconnectedness, and the sense of really wanting to be of service and to go ahead and help people. Now you've written this incredible book, Cocoon to Butterfly. Uh, I know you've won uh, an award for that, and you've had uh, you know you've had this workbook as well. So that's part of your work as a transpersonal therapist, I assume, right? Absolutely. After 
decades, uh, thir over 30 years of working with people one-on-one -on -one and teaching at the university level mm -hmm. and also working with with masters and PhD students in their their uh, programs to help them complete them. I found I needed to, I wanted to go beyond one-on-one. -on -one, so I created the first book, Cocoon to Butterfly, Creative Midlife Change, <clears throat> which has been published in other countries. As I, uh, It's the best selling book in India for love, whatever reason. I love <laughs> that, I love that. <laughs> it's fantastic. But the idea is basically the metaphor itself is powerful. And I believe metaphors are extremely powerful because they take something that's known mm -hmm. and they, ex they explain the unknown through the known. Right. And I think that, that we can use as a practice in, additionally, in addition to, being, uh, to using our meditation practice or our mindfulness practice as a way of being, we can use the images also we can be present open and listening to the world around us because beauty beauty stops the mind i mean that's part of the artistic gift mm -hmm. of this uh, incredibly beautiful world that we're in is that when you connect with beauty you go into a kind of a verticality that's mm -hmm. beyond the horizontal time space and you mm -hmm. go directly into this awe and into this wow and it just everything stops and you're present naturally right describe a sunset exactly describe a sunrise you describe yeah. a, a beautiful bird in flight i mean it's right know, it's possible right i mean so to your point Absolutely. you know really does uh, hit that energy center we we 90 i heard this morning i was listening to uh, 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 a fellow uh, talk about the fact that you know the imagery the imagery really speaks to us and moves us the 95 percent of our our infrastructure as human yeah. beings is unconscious so five percent is conscious and the imagery really speaks to us on a very you know on a very root basis and you've done this wonderful uh piece of artwork which mm -hmm. speaks to this whole cocoon to butterfly this womb or prison awaiting flight right mm -hmm. this whole idea of yeah. this whole idea of really reinventing ourselves and Absolutely. And I want to ask you a question around, uh, you know, what what does that mean in terms of, you know, the issues around change, the issues that people have? Because as a therapist, one of the things that I'm probably very aware of, you know, I'm working with, I coach people. So working yes. with people who were, you know, and it's not, a, I always say it's not about showing up and throwing up. It's about showing up and changing you know yes absolutely and, and really and really making the and and change is difficult it requires yeah. commitment the nature of change is, is commitment and commitment is challenge so and it's very very uncomfortable excuse very, me interrupting you but it's very uncomfortable it feels unsafe it goes against our genetic programming yeah good yeah so so, you know, one of the things we talked about was your book, Cocoon to Butterfly. And I had just said to you, well, you know, the caterpillar doesn't like dying. You know, the caterpillar has to die. So so talk about that alchemical kind of process of change, because we know it's difficult. We know it's challenging. And you have in our discussions, you have some real like thoughts about it in terms of how it really feeds. It moves us into a liminal kind of space and a, 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 a place of rebirth. So what does that Absolutely. mean to you? Yeah. Well, 
Absolutely. I mean, it strikes me to go back to your metaphor of the sunset or the sunrise, you know, the sun itself. And then you mentioned a bird. I mean, I was thinking back to a client who had done a cocoon to butterfly drawing, which in my work in the first session, about three quarters of the way through, you get out a pen on one side of the paper, you do, okay, you're going through this change right now. Um, your current reality is challenging, you know, um, two minutes, draw that. And then on the other side, there's the butterfly of your own becoming, your future self, mm. draw that. So often what comes the, are, are these archetypal realms. Like it could be that, like I remember a client that had a bird that was in a cage. Mm -hmm. And then that was the cocoon drawing and he named it trapped. Mm -hmm. And then the butterfly drawing was freedom and it had the bird flying in the sunset. So mm -hmm. again, these are archetypes, but for him, just being able to see the image of the cage was, was an image that guided him in the next month that we worked together to find that he, even though he was a physician, he just, he was trapped. He was trapped in, in the container of that profession. And he knew that he had to get his musician activated. Mm -hmm. that, those archetypes guided. That's big. So what's that phrase? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> right? I mean, you know. Right, right, right. And it's, and it's really a question of recognition and choice. And that's, you know, I, I that's certainly what I, I, I'm all about in terms of the mindfulness experience. It's around yeah. helping individuals gain recognition and choice because so often we're stuck in a karmic loop of, of, of habit formation, doing the same old things right. again and again and again. So it's stimulus response and, and getting that recognition and choice. So how do you wind up doing that? Because you're like, you're really talking about this change, right? This yes. change. So there's this alchemical process, somebody draws it out, they go ahead and have the ability to see where they're at. Yes. So it's a ha-ha moment. And now what? Well, they tell a story also, and and in the Cocoon to Butterfly, both of the both of the books, the workbook is a 49, it's a second book, it's a 49 day journey. And every day they do this soul scribble, this two minute, mm -hmm. it's, it's not just a doodle, um, Keith, it's also you put some intentionality in, into it. So you ask a question or you're quiet and then and then something comes out, you name it, you write down a story about it and then you keep on writing. Mm -hmm. So it's that practice. But then there's also the seven transformational steps of the cocoon to butterfly process mm -hmm. are about stop, mm -hmm. be present, mm -hmm. open, mm -hmm. allow, mm -hmm. let go, simplify. Mm -hmm and transform. So stop, and I, be present, open, allow, let go, simplify and transform. Right. So you're also being guided through a chapter that has exercises and examples. And it goes into like one of the most important ones, um, I believe is really allow, allow it to be uncomfortable because inherent in the creative process mm -hmm. is this creative tension. And it gets so uncomfortable to be in that tension. But if you know, oh my God, this is this is painful, this is uncomfortable, and I'm going through some kind of breakdown, like the caterpillar, the body breaks down and become a, a liquid soup. 
But then there's those imaginal cells inside of the cocoon that then begin to eat its former self as it's developing into its future self. Mm. So there's power in that breakdown mm. and it becomes a breakthrough, but only if you're really aligning to the larger life, to the natural world. Mm. For instance, we can throw our iPhone accidentally off the balcony and that breakdown is not going to be regenerative right it's not yeah. but, but our I really wanted to upgrade and spend the money right? <laughs> <An upgrade. laughs> yeah but 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 inside of our own the blueprint right. inside of our soul our invisible essential self it is more it's of nature you know it's of the our own human nature and the larger nature one i got i got to tell you lisa i really love i love the seven steps and i really want to make an acronym out of it you know because that's just you know a mnemonic that helps like you know we've got rain right recognize accept integrate nurture oh you've got stop stop which is yeah. stop take a breath observe pause and proceed you know mm -hmm. and but yours is so much richer because i i see the stop to be present to me means take a breath you yeah. know breathe in open up open up your awareness yes uh, allow you know just accept and allow whatever is present to be present yes right? then let go let go of your grip on it that somehow you have to change it and just be aware of it simplify mm -hmm. it like an elephant you know simplify it down kind of break yes. it down and then when you break it down from a, you know, again, I'm getting in my coaching mode, you know, what are the things that we can do to go ahead and, you know, make a difference? Because, you you know, as I like to say, you, you didn't cause it, you can't cure it and you can't control it. Now, if that's the case, leave it alone. But if you can really make a difference out of your own life, then, you know, make the difference, do the things you need to, to make the change. I love that. Uh, Keith, would you like to co-create <laughs> programs together? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I can see the where it got we we have like stress balls. We've got a yes. We've got whatever, you know. Okay, sure. <laughs> I'm, so I'm so serious. Your 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 method is just so wonderful. So waking up and doing the soul scribble really uh allows it's not just dribbling it's really intentionally absolutely things out and and right. and doing that process can you talk about that a little bit more is that kind of at the beginning of the is there an intuition here it seems to me absolutely. like there's a deep intuition that you're saying you know what's the message what do i need to do where 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 am i going you know that kind absolutely. of absolutely yeah, I think letting intuition be the guide. And as my mentor said, uh, uh, with reason by its side. So, so many great, like uh, Jonas Salk's breakthrough with the polio virus. He knew the body so well, he could actually become the polio virus in his imagination. And then he knew how to solve the the, the challenge. Hmm. You know, Einstein, so and many of these great geniuses, they let their intuition guide them. They let images guide. Mm -hmm. And our own genius, I believe, is also revealed when we open, you know, we're not just in our monkey mind head trying to figure out how do I change? <laughs> you know, how do I go through this? Do I do this or that? But we pause and we open and we ask, you know, we ask, if it's comfortable, you ask yourself, you ask life, if you have a religious connection, you ask God, you know, 
show me and then let this you know this very simple childlike scribble come forth and then you look at it name it and you go you create with it and something comes through you know it may not be obvious in the beginning but the image um is very powerful I mean, we dream at night we i think aristotle talked about um the soul you know as um the soul as as basically it was uh the soul doesn't think he said it in a negative way he said the soul doesn't think without an image i mean i sort of say in the positive way but for aristotle the soul thought in images which is right. interesting right and so we were such we as a society we've gone so far to the other side of the rational mind and right society. And, and i think i think the concretization of uh, of ideas and the yes. materialistic you know culture that we've got i mean it really uh you know it used to be said that the stars guide but we decide Ooh, so nice. of being able to you know ask the stars i mean for whatever the heavens provide yes. you know there are galaxies out there there is you know we're getting energy from the stars i mean that's where Absolutely. from the sun from all of the suns that are around the universe and the galaxies i mean that's how we get fed as human beings so why not ask and why not ask for that intuition i think that's i think that's so beautiful you talked about the near-death experiences and i i want to kind of go back to that um you know i'm a two-time cancer survivor myself but i'm just wondering from your viewpoint when you go back and you're there is there some kernel that you that has stayed with you sort mm -hmm. of, uh, I don't know, like a little atom that or a little, you know, a little <laughs> guide or something. I'm just, I'm just, I'm curious because I, you know, I, I, I think that there are, you know, there are, um, I don't want to call them spirit guides, but I do think that there is a, a higher intelligence, a higher Absolutely. aspirant, if you will, that is calling us forward into the, world into service into being mm. in the world what is your you know what is your thought if we can i love that i love how you articulated that i think that was beautifully done uh, beautifully expressed hmm. absolutely i think uh, you know uh, that that uh third step is open and i think the, the near-death experience just opened me up mm -hmm. um and it's taken years and years of, of having this direct experience and continuing to have direct experiences and then integrating them and, uh, and understanding, you know, it's part of why I got all of the education that I did because I was very curious, you know, have other people gone through this and, you know, wanting to also confirm my own direct experience that I'm not alone in this. Hmm. And I do, I so believe that, you know, that we, we connect, see the larger intelligence around us, that we have a possibility as, if I go to a, a more cosmic level, we have a possibility as a human race or a, a human society or family to survive. Hmm. I mean, what comes to mind is this gorgeous story from two, the 2004 tsunami in Indonesia. And there were boat people there that were that saw all of a sudden the dolphins swimming out 
like they had never seen them before in their lives, but all of a sudden they saw all the dolphins swimming far, far out to sea. And they knew in that instant that they had to go back to their homes mm -hmm. on the shore and collect their things, put them in their canoes and follow the dolphins. Mm. That tsunami, millions of people perished, mm -hmm. thousands of people perished, and millions of dollars worth of, of damage happened. But here's the thing that's so exciting for me is that no wild animals died in that. Humans mm. died, but not, and not the boat people, but wild animals didn't. And to me, that's part of that larger intelligence and the opportunity that each of us have personally to open our lens of perception, to let go of the cloudedness of our beliefs and outdated Western industrial society stuff mm. to be free of that mm. and open up and listen to life mm -hmm. watch when those dolphins happen because we know with all the stuff that's going down in the world stuff is going to happen right. but if you're, if you're guided to follow the image let that be your guide and trust life mm -hmm. i mean it comes back down to that trust of life yeah and you know i'm i'm gonna play a little devil's advocate with you because it to me, it, you know, right now we see a lot of people that are, you know, they're just so disillusioned with life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're checking out. They're drinking, drugging, eating, sexing, spending, you yeah. know, they're getting onto media. Uh, and, you know, from the view of the matrix, you know, I, 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 they're taking the blue pill. They're not, they're not, they're not taking the red pill. They're not seeing the construct for what it is or the, you know, the uh, artifice for what it is. And they're not following their intuition. And they're not going down there. So, do you think that we're we're right now? Do you think we're in the midst of change? You know, from a transpersonal viewpoint, because I mean that's the work you do. But do you see it as a transformational change that's happening across the planet? And uh, you know, do you think maybe COVID might have had something to do with that? And did what not what have you something? Think COVID might have had something to do with that. I think it's all connected. I mean, certainly COVID changed a lot. I mean, we, you and I, uh, this whole media of, uh, you know, of podcasts and, and webinars and all of that as a way that we can work anywhere in the world, uh -huh. it, has, it definitely has made a lot of changes. Yeah. I absolutely know from the deepest core, uh, you know, you spoke about that. Was there a cell or an atom inside of me from that experience? Yeah, so, with the near-death experience, I know, I know that we're in this point, you know, of, of evolve or die. Mm. You know, I, I have another book called Evolutionary Artistry that mm. has to do with the artistry of change and the artistry of building our future. Mm. And I absolutely, absolutely am passionate and would do anything I could in my life to support each of us making a choice. Mm. Do you choose life? Mm -hmm. You know, or do you choose comfort and and letting mm. letting the human, mm. the red the human life, red you know, red die? Take the red pill. Yeah. Yeah, or to become the cat the consuming caterpillar that's just going to die on its own. Are you going to identify with that or the butterfly of your own becoming? Mm. So you think we are in the midst of change, and um, it's a it's I I see more consciousness you know, the rise of consciousness and the rise of certainly understanding the environment, the ecosystem, you know, the 
biosphere, if you will, uh, and also the biome, you know, what we're eating, what we're putting into our bodies and so on and so forth. So does that come into play with some of the work that you're doing as a transpersonal therapist? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that part of it is when I work one-on-one -on -one with a person and you were talking about that same kind of thing, Keith, you know, how, how do we be such a force of listening and presence, mm -hmm. but at the same time guide that person that we're working with or that group of people to be true to themselves, to be authentic to their inner blueprint. Mm -hmm. and I think perhaps not all of us are guided to become butterflies. Some people um, are perhaps part of society that will stay in the caterpillar place and right. that's okay. Right. But right. those of us that feel the calling- Wake up to the call, the awakening. I think there's something more that, that people feel Right. And, and it's when it, when you feel that calling, but you're also maybe in a soup of a bit of confusion, you know, and you're 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 wanting to get clear by direct connection to life, not necessarily by following a guru or a teaching. Right. So change isn't always a, a good thing for many, because you know I I, I was watching, uh, and you know this isn't my experience, but someone was saying, um, you know I I. I was born here. The people I know are here. My yeah. life is here. I have no desire to travel anywhere else. Yeah. I'm fine here. And, you know, in the United States, over 60% of the people, my understanding, have never left the state that they were born in. Wow. So, so, you know, so the real question of change is, you know, and you talked about the soul before, and I've heard the soul talking about the soul goes deep. Yes. You know, and the spirit wants to fly off. So there's always the struggle between the soul and the spirit. I don't want to change, but I do want to change. Right, right. You know, and, and, and it just seems to me that when you look at those issues and those challenges about how people want to change, but they're afraid to change, they may have fear, you know, and the breakdown, we know about the breakdown of the word fear, false evidence appearing real, That's or, you know, uh, or F everything and run. And, uh, <laughs> right. and, and then there's the, and then there's the other side of fear, which is face everything and rise. So mm. your work in your book really, in my view, really helps people to start to do the work from the cocoon to the butterfly to face everything and rise. Can you talk to that and how it winds up doing that in terms of the book itself or the workbook perhaps? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think that it gives you tools and exercises and a daily practice to do on your own hmm. for you know 49 days for a period of time um, where you have you're not only just doing a journal like a typical writing journal but you have prompts that that are connected to the chapters and the concepts and in transformation mm -hmm. and it helps again going back to the analogy of the boat people in Indonesia you yeah. know that saw the dolphins is like we have an opportunity every moment but every day to be guided by our intuition. And I think women in general, um, just the way we're wired genetically, um, we have perhaps more access to that than men do. So you're talking, about, you're talking about emotional literacy or emotional intelligence? Is that what you're speaking I, I about? Think, the ability to connect the head with the heart? Well, you have more sense, for instance, just on a, on a biological level, going back, the caveman and cave woman, <laughs> 
goes out to to uh, get the the beast to bring home to feed the family and she's got many children around her and some of the kids are outside but but there's a sense of being connected to all of them at once you know so i'm not i'm not trying to uh, that's just an example that is not that relevant <laughs> at all to what well, I do. I always, I always say that men are socialized very differently than women are. Women are socialized within the group and with the community and the ability to share. Men are very individualized or, you know, there's an individuation process. We're not part of the hunter-gatherer community anymore. Right, right. We go out and we have to, you know, it's 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 dog-eat-dog. Dog. So, Right. You know, the sublimation of feelings and emotions is very, you know, it's it's very true from a kid, from a young boy to a man, you know, they've been learned, they've been taught how to sublimate and how to, how to, you know, tuck in their emotions to stuff. Yeah. And they obviously vicariously, you know, whether or not it's war or whether or not it's sports or some other way to go ahead and deal with the anger or the frustration of not being able to have emotional literacy. You know, but that often is the big problem with with a lot of men. But I think women do do that better. But back to your point about the cave woman and the caveman. Um, so they are socialized differently, and we were back on the boat people. So I think I've lost. Right. Well, I think just the point is we're also, or the way I, I guess the way I see it, as we move not only individually into the butterfly of our becoming and the future of what's possible in humanity, but also shifting from the uh, competitive society and individuals to a regenerative one. And women in general, you know, with children, and I, this is, a, I, I should probably have not even brought up this example because I'm, I, I think it's really the fact that, that the, uh, the feminine in all of us is, regenerative it's inclusive it's co-creative it's collaborative and all those qualities are part of what we're i my experience is what we're building not only in ourselves as the new uh, possibility for being human but also in our larger human family mm. how do we collaborate and connect mm. and not see the differences between us as division but the possibility that oh you know, let's let's try to create something new here. You're different. You have a different opinion. So rather than making you wrong, you're like, oh, mm -hmm. let's let's collaborate. What would it look like in um, a painting? Let's go back to the artistry, evolutionary artistry is, you know, wow, you have black and brown and I have white and, and yellow. Let's mm -hmm. see what they look like next to each other in this, you know, in this painting or those notes in a symphony of life. Oh, wouldn't that be beautiful? I mean, to have that co-collective, co-creative, you know, uh, to have the ability to co-regulate with each other and really create something beautiful. And I, and I just am, you know, like there's just so much going on in the world. There's so much trauma. There's a collective trauma that's going on. And, you know, from a, from the, just from the viewpoint of working with people, you know, just to go ahead and regulate to just calm yourself down and then from a societal viewpoint what you're talking about absolutely think, you know I, I i don't know lisa how do we do that i mean you know how do how do we like do we just you know i mean i'm serious about the question i mean do you just think it's going to happen organically you know with uh, uh with people just kind of 
the hundred monkeys or the hundredth monkey? What is, is is that what is the hundredth monkey? I right. So. Well, I I would say going back to your to mindfulness, uh -huh. you know, and the ability and the first step of the seven step process of just stop. When right. you see, when you witness yourself going into this old story, if you will, or the, you know, oh, there's all these problems and it, and we're all going to die or whatever that is, it's just to right. stop. Mm -hmm. And then if you've worked with the Cocoon to Butterfly program or, you know, just in this moment, if you have a favorite image, perhaps it's a sunrise. Like mm -hmm. I love when I, I can get up early enough in the morning to watch the sunrise. It's just one of the highlights of my day. Right. So shifting into that image and or into the, what I experience in my higher heart or a way to lift my my um, awareness into a more unitive consciousness, mm -hmm. you know, it's, so it's that opportunity moment to moment every single day that we have mm -hmm. to shift, mm -hmm. to choose a regenerative future for ourselves and for our human family, right. to choose to be, I'm going to practice today. I'm going to do my creative mindfulness today. Right. I'm going to let the, I'm going to let the beauty stop me. I'm going to stop for beauty. You know, you're on the freeway and it's like traffic, you know, right. stop. What's what's how could beauty come into this? And then you remember the sunset. You remember somebody you love and suddenly you shift. Right. And then you can rise above the traffic and actually see yourself in the traffic or yeah. see everybody, see everyone and, and give everyone a, a big hug and, you know, wish. Them I love that. I mean, you know, it's uh, I had Dr. Joey Weber on the show uh, uh, the other day and, uh, you know, he wrote a book around equanimity and the whole wow. idea of equanimity, just having a sense of calm and ease and recognizing that, you know, that is the space that we're going to be able to invite people into the space because without that equanimity, you know, we don't give the space for mindfulness or presence, right? You know. absolutely that's beautiful yeah yeah and i just think that's i think that's wonderful so uh i know that you know our time uh is starting to uh come you know closer and closer and i i really want i have so many more things i want to talk to you about and mm -hmm. i i'm i'm just trying to figure out what you know what i how i can go ahead and get the best use of your time mm -hmm. or to say to someone you know that is experienced trauma firsthand, you know, and they are in the midst of some real challenges or roadblocks. And if you were to, you know, give them, you know, perspective in terms of things that they could do mm. you know, uh, or challenges that they could make for themselves, uh, what would it be? Would it be the, you know, the seven steps or would it be something different? I'm just wondering, from your view, if you're able to drop something on someone who's listening to this sometime in the future that's challenged, speak to them for a moment, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll just say that that we all have trauma, obviously, mm -hmm. in our lives, and it, it's definitely an opportunity for transformation. To The breakdown opens us up to something bigger, and our whole society is going through tremendous trauma as well and we're healing that i believe together my sense is that it's around really for me as a person being with that other person going through trauma it's first really being present you know really listening and really holding a field of you know what i might call love or connection with that person 
and I think that that it's such a um, an opportunity that we have, having gone through our own trauma, when it arises, as ever, it, when it does, to simply allow it to be present. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Rumi's poem, The Guest House. I love that poem. Uh, and I don't have we don't have enough time for me to read it. It's in the second book at the very end, and yeah. we included it just because it's it's very much about mm-hmm. holding you know, a space of allowing your guests to come in, even if they tear, you know, the whole house apart and break all the furniture, that somehow they're a guest, they're a guest from beyond. We don't know why they're there, but just to allow that to be there. So I think that kind of profound love, love and acceptance is, is the beginning. Mm -hmm. And most of the people that I work with have gone through some trauma but a lot of them are professionals that have done a lot of inner work and they're just ready to go to the next level of their own development. And I think we're also having an opportunity to become world citizens, not just living in our same right. you know, same home. And I think that shift in consciousness is what is what uh, part of the cocoon to butterfly process is about. Right. So I, 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 I love that you brought up Rumi's poem. Uh, you know, it's um, a, a lot of times we talk about it in, in mindfulness, you know, just in sitting and, and allowing not to resist the thoughts, emotions passing through, but to meet them with courage, warmth and respect, you know, and just to be present to them. But, you know, it's so challenging, isn't it, with for some people, because there is that, you know, uh, F everything and run. And, you know, you can't deal with it. And so I often say, you know, it's sort of break, break gas, break gas, you know, that's beautiful. Yeah, you don't have to with trauma, you don't have to go ahead and do everything right away. Just give yourself a break, take a breath, take a walk, move a muscle, change a thought, come back, you know, yeah, and and at the process is the path that my my doctoral dissertation was as creative spiritual work the process as path so i think that's also when you can trust that slowly you're going to get through this it's going to move and we're all in this together we're all dealing with our own issues and if you're fully alive you're willing to keep you know you're willing to keep let the letting those guests be welcomed inside of your soul and i I love that so that's very stoic that's a stoicism kind of line. The the challenge is the path or the process is the path. You know, wherever the challenge is, you've got to really kind of, that's the path. Absolutely. You know, push, up, push up against that challenge and really take a look at what is it that's challenging you and why is it that it's challenging you and what are the, you know, where's the learning from that? And I think you're doing that certainly through the seven step cocoon to butterfly process. Yeah, and I think that it, it's it's tricky business, especially as we get comfortable and we age. You know, we kind of get set in our ways that there can be this. Uh, you know, You're this. Yeah, me when you say that, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yet, to keep curious, like you're talking about, to keep interested in. Okay, yeah, it's comfortable and safe to be here, but there's something that's also evolving, and your willingness to look at that and put attention on that on a regular basis. And do the work put you know put the time in to do beautiful. the work beautiful beautiful so so listen uh lisa uh how do people find out about you and get your book and 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 really start working with you uh you know as i expressed uh i i am looking forward to 
you know, diving into the book more and doing the work myself, but uh, tell people about how they get a hold of you and yeah, your book. Please and reach out. Thank you. Please reach out. I love to connect with, with people individually or have opportunities for collaborative connection. So go to my website, write me a note on the contact page. Yeah, there's links also. Uh, both books are on Amazon. Mm-hmm. But reach out. I, I think that's another piece too that sometimes we don't have the uh, uh, what's the word? You know, the, the courage to just stretch. Yeah, we call that chutzpah here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, to just get beyond our comfort zone and go on a website and click the button that says contact and just put your name in and say help. <laughs> you know, please right. contact me. But yeah. do, because I, we're all in this together, and I would love to hear, yeah. if there's anything I've said that resonates, I'd love to hear from the listeners. Excellent. So Dr. Lisa Longworth, L-O-N-G-W-O-R-T-H, certainly worth the investigation <laughs> and, and, and for a long time. So uh, I really appreciate you being on the show. And, uh, we'll and this just... Yeah, it's lisalongworth.com. So yeah. LisaLongworth.com. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And also also on uh, LinkedIn and all of the social media channels. So uh, check her out. And I look forward to further discussions with you, Lisa. I think this is just the beginning of many. So, I, so I, I really hope so. What a delight to be together. So definitely a co-creative, joyful butterfly experience. Thank so you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of the Mindfulness Experience podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this interesting conversation with Dr. Lisa Longworth. I hope she gave you some insights into her cocoon to butterfly process, and you can apply some of our conversation to your own life. We have other exciting guests coming up on the next few weeks on the Mindfulness Experience podcast, and I hope you can connect with us, leave a review, suggest some topics. I'd love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on my website, workmindfulness.com, for more Mindfulness Experience moments. Thanks again for joining, and I hope to see you on the next show. Take care.